Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, SapFightful.com. It is June 20th, 2021. WWE Hell in a Cell post show here at Fightful. We are joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be here once again. I am too. I'm always happy to be here. I always say I'd rather cover bad wrestling than almost anything else. I didn't think this was bad wrestling, though. Maybe the storylines that led up to it weren't so hot, but... I thought this was a fair show. What do you think? I thought tonight was a little interesting. There were some things that I was kind of like, eh, about. Unfortunately, I got to this very, very high point at the end of the show, and then somebody just bursted my balloon, and I popped at the end of the show. But for the most part, I I, I thought the entire show was a decent watch. Guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We've had uh, updates on Brock Lesnar, some very conflicting updates within WWE. Some people think that he's going to be there. Some people close to that, close to him don't seem to think that's the case. Uh, we had the first and main event match of the show up on uh, FightfulSelect.com this afternoon, plus a ton of other news. We had a bunch of updates on Becky Lynch. She was backstage at SmackDown. Oh, by the way, she was backstage tonight as well. Lots of stuff up there on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you check it out. Exclusive news every single day. But if you're here right now, leave a thumbs up. Tap that bell for notifications. Subscribe and get your Super Chats in. That's the little dollar sign uh, symbol at the bottom of the page. You can ask your questions or statements on the air. And if you want to ask a, another question every, every week, I've got the Fightful Select Q&A that runs every single week. Make sure you guys check that out too. Uh, we have Adam Blamplate saying, all I can say about Hell in a Cell is it was just meh. Rage Lack. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just I was just reiterating the meh portion to add some emphasis. <laughs> yeah, there there were a lot of people that I I mean, I guess maybe I give it a little bit more slack than than most, which is wild to think. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there the. It was it was solid. I didn't feel like I wasted my time, but there were so many matches tonight, Denise, that were just okay. It was a rematch of a rematch of a rematch. 
See, that was my problem with at least, uh, I know we'll talk about it more, but that was my problem with like the Seth Rollins Cesaro match. And like a lot of people were like terribly upset when I tweeted that I couldn't get into that match. But, and I explained my reasonings and I'll explain it further along as we go through this show. But that was just one example where I kind of felt like, oh man, like I, I got to work for a second to kind of get into this. Well, uh, yeah, well, let's start off with the pre-show. Natalia defeated Mandy Rose. I thought this was a solid match. Went quite a bit longer than I expected. Uh, I'm a bit conflicted. It's like, okay, well, Natalia took out the trash there, so why would she even care about giving them a tag title shot? I guess they probably need to earn it. I haven't even looked to see if they've won lately. They probably have not. Uh, I liked a lot of the transitions on the ground. It was a nice mix of of transitions on the ground and a lot of stuff in and out of submissions, as well as some high-flying stuff. Uh, but this was okay. It was a perfectly fine pre-show match. They set it up on Monday. So I was like, all right, yeah, we're doing a seven-match show, and this is on the pre-show. All right, whatever. It's definitely harmless being on the pre-show, but I just got to say, like, I think that this match definitely did go too long to the point where there was a lot of things that were very noticeable where it was just like, I got to give credit to Natty because obviously it was all her during this entire match, really making sure that, you know, Mandy essentially knew what she was doing in the ring. And there were certain moments that were a little bit noticeable where like, you know, she wasn't really, she, she looked like she didn't know what was happening. Like she what she had to do next. There was a moment where you can tell that some of the stuff was like very rehearsed and they kind of got very happy when they got through that uh, sequence of rehearsals that they've done and you can tell that in the match but I will say this though if they were to keep do like what's obviously you know being back on the road and all of that this match you know having matches like this is only going to help people like Mandy Rose get better and hopefully uh you know actually pay off in the end but I do hate to like you know uh, essentially keep harping on this but they really the whole time that they had you know Mandy and Dana essentially like walk out when they were up for the titles that did kind of hurt them a little bit because yeah. even up until this point I was like do I really care right now that they're that, she, that she's essentially having the singles match no because they haven't necessarily given me an actual reason to care but overall I guess you can say for a pre-show match it was definitely harmless uh, Dana and Mandy did win their last tag match together. That was May 31st against Lana and Naomi. They have won one of their last six tag team matches together. So there you go. Uh, Andrew says, maybe an unpopular opinion, but that was probably the best PG era, hell in a cell, crappy finish and all. I, I don't know. There's there, I've seen some really, really good ones in the PG era. I mean, there were some really, really great hell in a cell matches there. Uh, but We've got Matt Reichel saying fair show. And it looks like they're headed towards uh, ahead or looking ahead to July 16th when fans return looking forward to Vegas. Yeah. For everybody that's saying, Oh, they're saving it for when fans come back. I just, I, I mean, I get it. I hear the Brock rumors. I hear the Becky rumors. I, I mean, she's backstage. I hear that they're trying to bring in the rock and John Cena. I just, I I'll believe it when I see it. WWE has treated us like we were stupid for so long that I'll have to believe it when I see it. And Brandon says, how many of the Raw matches we saw tonight do you think will happen again tomorrow night? Uh, well, I don't. Do you think they'll go right back to Charlotte and Rhea? I think they have to. I think based on the events from tonight and how things unfolded, I think I would I would feel dumb if I said we weren't going to circle back to that at some point. I think we definitely are. I, think this, I honestly think this was just the beginning. This was just the beginning. Well, let's talk about the first Hell in a Cell match of the night. I loved Bianca Belair and Bailey. 
Uh, I thought this was a blast. It was really innovative. Uh, Jamie Miles sent a super chat and said that they killed. Bailey is so underrated. I think they're both underrated. Uh, the finish specifically was was fantastic. Uh, what was not fantastic is us being reminded that everything was perfectly legal, Denise. They said this 10 goddamn times on this show tonight. Well, I was going to say, no, there is really no excuse for that. I mean, None. it's a hell in a cell. I mean, don't you, you're supposed to go essentially and experience the most brutal things you're ever going to experience in careers. You know, they've been selling this match as the match that sets you, that sets people's back, sets people's careers back like 10, 20 years or whatever, you know, the selling point has been the last several years over this match. But uh, honestly, like they didn't really have to do that though. They didn't have to say it 10 times between two matches the and and i didn't need all the crazy zooms the moves look good enough without it um there was like a sunset flip into the cage where bailey's feet hit first but bianca's bump looked so good that it, that i thought it worked out really well uh, there were some really good spots like that at kendo stick the the two taped kendo sticks and bailey going through them but it not giving all the way i thought that looked really really good it's something that maybe we haven't seen before Ba- like I, I really enjoyed Bianca tethering herself to Bailey, but I think that that spot would have been better if Bianca had saved it for a match where they weren't co- confined to a cage, like where somebody couldn't run away, like they could run away. And she was like, no, 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 you're not going to run away. I thought that I don't want to say it was a waste because it was a great spot, but I do think that it could have been better, like debuted on a different thing. Like, Imagine a crowd reaction when somebody's been running from her for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then she ties them, or she ties that person to her, and the person realizes and looks down, and the crowd goes nuts. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, but what what did you think of this match? Okay, see, I kind of felt like I felt a lot more excited about this match, not only because it was the match that I was most like looking forward to heading into the actual show, because, you know, just based off, you know, who's in the ring, you're already like, okay, I know that they're going to go ahead and have a hell, hell of a match. But what I actually liked was the incorporation of using Bianca's hair as a weapon throughout the entire match. Like there was a moment where Bailey was stomping on her hair when she had her ponytail on the uh steel steps i thought that was pretty gruesome there was another moment where she tied it to the chair and then was like pulling it and like also pushing her like shoulder with her leg i thought that was really great tying it to the actual tying her hair to the actual ropes was really great too so i was a fan of the way that they actually utilized her hair and i kind of kept like freaking out i was like oh my god like that is definitely um something that you know just looks gruesome and this was definitely I'm going to say my second favorite match of the night as a whole. I love the finish, the kiss of death onto the ladder. I thought it was fantastic. Although I will say this, though, the lead up into the finish didn't necessarily actually feel like the finish was actually coming. So when the kiss of death happened and she got the pin there, I was a little bit surprised and not necessarily because, oh, because I like the spot. It was just everything leading up to the actual spot. So the spot was Bianca opening up a ladder and then doing the KOD onto it. Cyclops says, match of the night. Bianca keeps getting better. I agree. She's going to hit great with crowds. I like that it ended like that because sometimes it's just, okay, I'm going to put her away. It doesn't have to be reversal, 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 transition. Just throw them up there, get them, hit them with your finish and pin them. I, I, I like that sometimes. Brutality says, Belair and Bailey is match of the night for me. Should have been the main event considering the finish. 
I can't stop forgetting. I mean, they everything was a rematch of a rematch, so it could have been anything for me. It could have been anything. Kevin says, WWE presents WrestleMania Hell in a Cell perfectly legal. Ain't that the truth? Rob Reed says, Bailey yelling at Michael Cole is one of the few things I'm going to miss after the crowds come back. I hope she keeps doing it. I hope she rolls out there and she's like, Pat, what's he saying? Like, oh, and, yeah. And like, she just rolls out and she's like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's wrong. Like, I want her to keep doing this, Denise. You got it. Especially because, like, even though it's something that she does very often, just today, like, when she, because Michael Cole was, you know, he was saying something. I forgot what he was saying. And all of a sudden, you hear Bailey just, shut up, Cole, Michael Cole. I thought that was hilarious. And I mean, obviously, she's done it before, but it was just so, like, spot on in the moment because I don't think a lot of us kind of expected it right then and there. So I like it. And I, I hope that they do find a way to keep that going. Reminder, guys, you can leave a thumbs up. Also, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement on this event read on the air. Also, check out FightfulMag.com. Check out the Fightful Magazine. Lots of great content in there. Lots of great stuff. Evergreen. So if you want to check out issue one, all that stuff is still pertinent today. Just incredible amounts of stuff in that. Jamie Miles says Philly choked. Kevin Huerter. Whatever. This is basketball. Whatever. We're, we're talking wrestling right now. Up next, uh, we had Seth Rollins defeating Cesaro, which was a rematch of a rematch, Denise. Again, Rollins attacked Cesaro before the match. And despite this good in-ring match, the most talked about thing was Pat McAfee's piss missile line, Denise. I loved Pat McAfee tonight. I think he was on a whole other level than he has been the previous uh, shows on SmackDown. He really was on it tonight. <laughs> Do you know what a piss missile is? No. It's commonly, it's usually used in like baseball, football, sometimes hockey. Um, it, like, like on a line, like it, you just got to like send it like really something hot, like just, Explain just like it in context. Cause I'm not understanding the word you're saying right okay, now. Okay. So if you hit the ball really hard and it's like a screamer, like it's just, it whizzes right by you. Okay, I so mean, it's mimicking. Okay, I get. What yes, you're to be like mimicking. like okay. that. Like if you're pissing, and you're pissing real hard, it's a piss missile. <laughs> but it's commonly used in baseball and maybe sometimes football, uh, but definitely hockey as well. But oh boy, uh, I thought this match was was good. It was good, but also uh, it's like okay, I saw Cesaro beat him twice. Don't know that I needed to see this again, but I love the step over kick. I like the swing into the cross face and the sharpshooter. But let me tell you a big problem I got, Denise. It wasn't the piss missile, was it? It wasn't the piss missile. Love the piss missile. It was after Seth Rollins wins with a completely legal yet unconventional small package. You've got Michael Cole saying he stole one. He got lucky. And I'm like, he won with a legal pin pinning someone like that is it Denise as they say it's perfectly legal I don't know what to say what can you say it's so stupid it's so stupid Bret Hart pinned Diesel with the same move at, at Survivor Series 95 I'm okay 
with good wrestlers pinning other wrestlers with good pins sometimes. Now, what I don't like is that schoolboy bullshit. I hate that schoolboy pin. There ain't a no time in my catch wrestling days that I saw any good wrestlers get pinned with a schoolboy roll-up. There's not enough pressure on the shoulders, at least in the way that it happens in WWE. This was, again, not the best small package I've ever seen. Uh, pause. But he got the pin. It was clean. It was fine. Sure, whatever. See, I, again, this was a perfectly fine match, but I have to say that I have to stick with my original thoughts on this. And this, I couldn't, yeah, I got into it the last couple of minutes, but only because I was appreciating what they were doing in the ring, especially when Cesaro was just stomping the hell out of Seth Rollins. I mean, that definitely grabbed my attention. But just going into this match, going into this, I, I just didn't care. There was not a reason for me to say, hey, I care about the circumstances of what's happening in this match. We saw this match at WrestleMania. We then saw the rematch on the uh, throwback edition of SmackDown. And it's like, well, why do I have to? care and what I didn't like about this is because now I hope there's got now you got to give me a reason as to why Seth Rollins won this match because Cesaro getting the win okay great he had this fantastic moment at Wrestlemania this is probably going to go ahead and level him up obviously he then had his match with Roman Reigns fantastic but now Seth Rollins essentially getting his his win back here where does that leave Cesaro on this pecking order? What's next here for Seth Rollins? Like, you got to give me a reason because if not, I just kind of feel like Seth Cesaro has been reverted back to the exact same position that he was at before. And that is where my issue comes in, where I'm like, okay, this was a good match, but I already, I already saw it. And also, what's the point if you just gave Seth Rollins his win back that Cesaro had this grand moment? So it's like, Why? So if I were them, I would do a baby face thing and just have Cesaro go, I got pinned. He was the better man. I'll earn my way back. There you go. Move See, that's on. The thing too is that I'm wondering, like, okay, what do you do with Seth Rollins? Because right now, I'm not feeling what he's doing, like, in, you know, even as a heel character. So then I'm thinking, okay, should he start? You know, should they start planting the seeds for him to turn baby's face? Because if they do decide to do who Rollins, road, yeah, I know oh, they ain't. They ain't. No, I th- that's I what think, I'm telling you. I think they're I'm, going to Edge. I think they're going to go to Edge. Because Okay, so here's my question for you. Do you think that we're going to see Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns at any point maybe this year? No, uh, maybe. Maybe late in the year. I think I late think we're getting, year. yeah. Like after SummerSlam. So that's yes. what I'm thinking. Like they got to do something there where, uh, you know, I don't want to, like if they do this, if they do at some point decide to turn Seth Rollins baby face, I don't want it to be like a one week thing. It's got to be like, you know, plant the seeds, have it go that direction so that I know that people do not like Seth Rollins as a baby face. I am fully aware of that. But with right now, with what Roman Reigns is doing, I don't necessarily think that. I think that there is a lot of, uh, I think there would be interest in that for sure. Yeah, I think later on this year that would be a good move to go to, or even wrestle depending on who's available for WrestleMania next year. Who knows? Uh, guys, a uh, quick plug: we do Twitch watch-alongs for every pay-per-view impact shows on Thursdays as well over at Twitch.tv/slash Fightful Gaming. Check that out. Also, Fightful Select subscribers, all subscribers can join in on my live discussion on these pay-per-view shows as well. Check those out. Oh, boy. Um, First off, let me make sure that I got through all the Super Chats. Yes. 
Pat McAfee was on another level. Final finish was trash. Probable cause says Rose is a red. Snoopy is a beagle. Hey, Sean, do you know in Hell in a Cell, everything is legal. They're cheap, but shirts went. I don't know. I don't you know. You got to do it, Sean. You're leaving money on the table. And yeah. you know what? You also got to do a shirt that just says this match humped. I don't know okay. how you haven't done that either. Sean, you need to get on this. You See, got a people, lot of money makers people- here the idea of those shirts and they say i'd buy that shirt and they never buy that shirt and then jimmy van gets pissed off and then when i want shirts he bitches about it so i mean that's like a basic font and like import it or something well i know that's i've got one coming up that i think is is pretty basic and pretty cool but we'll see how it sells sheet boy yeah i guess (laughs) oh alexa bliss defeated Shayna baszler so i'll halfway compliment this as far as this storyline goes, this is probably the thing I liked the most, and I still didn't like it because it oh, was God, stupid. They got you in a good mood today, I think. No, the hypnosis – I mean, I had yesterday off. It was pretty cool. The hypnosis is so stupid. And the, the reason why I liked any of this is just seeing Alexa Bliss throw her offense. Holy crap. She was laying in those kicks and those elbows and those punches and her DDTs and stuff. I thought her offense looked so good, so aggressive, so stiff. And she doesn't need all that stuff. Doesn't need all that goofy shit. And by the way, if people are asking if I've read their super chat, I do when it gets to the segment that it <laughs> pertains to, just it so you know. Fruity to read. <laughs> Ashling says, Alexa's power should go back to the fiend and drop this storyline with Shayna. Rob Reed says this has to be the first time I've ever seen somebody use the fire pro hypnosis move in an actual match. Bob Harris says the Bliss match was as boring as a Taylor Swift record. Rob Reed says I was going to give this show a pass for the Alexa Shayna crap, but everything else, uh, because everything else has been so good, but two wet fart endings killed it for me. Denise, I don't like the hypnosis stuff, and I get it. They got to try to find out, find a way to figure this out and do this for live crowds because this wasn't pre-taped but this finger sean but let's go through all the ways this is dumb first off the hypnosis is dumb the possession is dumb why is nia jacks there they have not teamed for a month they effectively split up they don't like each other anymore why is reginald there Shayna really doesn't like reginald they wrestled each other this didn't make any sense Alexa Bliss won. Cool. Whatever. Lily's still in timeout. I don't like this shit at all. I thought you were going to say that you didn't like that Lily was on timeout. (laughs) No, that that thing sucks. That angle sucks. It's just, it it doesn't make sense to me because if you're going to go the superpowers, the supernatural superpowers, whatever you want to call it, direction, then okay, then incorporate it into the match. Yeah, I'm not a fan of incorporating it into the match, but if that's the direction you're going in, then that's the, that's the direction I'm expecting because you can't have Alexa Bliss doing these, you know, random things and random matches, you know, the, with, the, with the black liquid and the making things drop and bringing people back to life, whatever, everything that she does and changing outfits in the middle of a match. You can't have her do that certain times and then not do it other times. And then with the hypnosis thing, I'm I it's so dumb it's so bad and it doesn't make sense because I was like 
I put this out there on Twitter and I just said, okay, if she can hypnotize people, and yeah, this may sound dumb, but if she can hypnotize people, then why can't she hypnotizing them into just giving up this match and her getting the win and calling it an easy day? You know, work smart, don't work hard sort of deal. So it just doesn't make sense that they're going about it this direction. And I I was not a fan of anything that happened in this match. And uh, even the pros that you mentioned, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get interested in that because I was so distracted with everything else that I didn't like. So even if there was some good in this, it took all the bad stuff, overshadowed all of that. Do you know how many turds told me, let it play out, Sean. You're just hating everything. Let it play out. Let it play out. No, it sucked from the beginning. It has always sucked. We knew it was going to suck. We knew they didn't have any long-term story planning for it. Nothing. It was always going to suck, and it sucks. It is what we thought it would be. It was garbage. Think about, like, even WrestleMania. Everybody, the people were booing with that ridiculous ending and then like with the with with Shayna like no they keep replaying this clip of Shayna and everything that happened when she was following Lily it doesn't even make sense now pertaining to the story and then even the Nia Shayna relationship even that's not making sense anymore because they had that whole you know sort of fallout with Reginald in there that's not making sense there there's a lot that's not making sense Oh boy, I hate it so much. Cyclops says was hoping Alexa or Alexa and Lily would win by doing a 3D. It would be better than than what happened. George says I don't watch WWE anymore, but won't miss fightful recaps or the listening boy. Keep up the awesome work. You all make far more sense than WWE. I just want it to make sense. That's it. Just on a baseline. But yeah, check out the listening boy guys. Every week, 3 p.m. Eastern usually is when we do it. Wednesday, it's our weekly news show. Sexy Pheasant says she it says they like DWO more than Dirt Sheet Boy. Sure, sure. By, by the way, send in more Super Chats, please. Really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> much appreciated. Sammy Zane defeated Kevin Owens. We are already like halfway through this show, Denise. We're not even halfway through our show. I know. Like, in terms of minutes. <laughs> so uh, Sammy Zane... And Kevin Owens, it feels like they've had 100 matches with each other, and they always find new ways to do things and fresh fresh approaches and all that. Thank you to Sarah for, for joining our, our uh, YouTube membership. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Uh, but they always feel fresh. Owens is still selling his throat from Friday, though. He sold his wrist, shoulder from tonight to the point where I had – a dozen messages from people saying, is he really hurt? Is he really hurt? Well, either he's really hurt or he's really great at his job, Denise. He sold the hell out of this. Did this match do anything for you? At one point this week on Friday, it was slated to be a hell in a cell match, but then they switched it up and made it Bianca and Bailey. Look, here's the thing is that, you know, I just feel like, yeah, this kind of goes against everything that I say where like, Oh, this is something that we've seen one million times, right? We have really seen this match a lot, okay? And yeah, like, they have this whole history, but in terms of specifically focusing on Hal and the Sal, you can't really say, like, oh, this had such a strong story or such a strong build heading into Hal and the Sal. It's mostly everything that has happened with them and their long history, uh, you know, the total, the totality of all of everything that they've done, right? So, but... 
With all of that being said, here's the thing about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is that they work together so well. And like you said, they always find these fresh, new, creative things to do that it makes me ignore all of the other things that I do not like or do not care for because they always necessarily bring their very best. Like there is when uh, Sami Zayn got busted open and then they start doing the headbutts. Uh, Kevin Owens starts headbutting him. I mean, that moment there. Oh. oh, I loved it so much. It was just like, this match was fun. It was aggressive for the, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a very short match, but it felt like they got a lot in there and they didn't, there was never a moment where I thought, when is this going to end? Because it was good from the very beginning to the end and it gave me just enough and it was what I expected did it to be the swan to the outside where Zane got his knees up was really good Owens doing the one arm stunner outside was good they sold me a ticket on Sami Zayn almost getting counted out and then they just slug it out and they were beating the crap out of each other and uh Zane just winning straight up halluva kick pinfall that surprised me but uh, they set it up so well with with Owens getting attacked Friday with Zane working him over tonight they they built it up really well. This is Zane's first pinfall win in a one-on-one match since October 2nd. He's had three in the last two years. Since August 2017, he has six one-on-one pinfall wins. That's like roughly like maybe like one and a half a year. And I was going to come out here and say he needed that win. Well, there yeah. you go. There's all the proof that you need. There are a couple title reigns in there, like in the middle of that. Uh, but I thought this was really good. Uh, they are going to be able to do this match at like the WWE Super Show, the live events, and it'll always get a reaction. It'll always be a good match. They know each other like the back of their hand. It's so good. And I still like in the future, I want to see Kevin Owens be like, no, you're right. There is a conspiracy against you. and But I want him to not be like crazy like Sammy is. I just want him to be like, you said all this stuff and I was going to give you a fair shake, and I did, and you're right. There is a conspiracy against you, and they sort of team up. But I would love Zane to be the loose cannon and Owens to be like a voice of reason. like Almost like Owens is still a baby face. Zane is a heel. Give me something new. Give me something different than the same old stuff that we see. And I think they could do it. Colin says, wouldn't mind Owens winning money in the bank. And we also have Omar saying, who should win money in the bank? Denise, uh, I thought they just left so much on the table with Brock Lesnar as money in the bank holder a couple years ago. Since we have extra time in this show right now, I thought Brock Lesnar winning that money in the bank could have been the reason for everything that happened after it. We had Seth Rollins in the middle of a terrible babyface run. If I were WWE, I would have had Seth Rollins be so fucking paranoid that Brock Lesnar had that briefcase. That's when he gets AOP and he's like, I got to have these two big sons of bitches watch my back. And then he gets paranoid and paranoid and paranoid. And that's what leads to him turning heel. Brock was so entertaining. They could have used Brock Lesnar without using him, Denise, because if you've got the money in the bank, you don't have to be there. Your music just has to be there. So his music hits and the champion turns around. They're like, what the hell? That's when a distraction matters. That's when you can use music as a distraction. When it's Oh shit, I might lose my world championship 
right now because this guy's music is hitting, that's when they can do it. But no, they don't do that. They just have music distract people all the time, all the rest of the time. So you could have got more mileage out of Brock Lesnar doing that. Paul Heyman could have been there and said, uh, I don't know, is Brock even in the building? You'll have to wait until the end of the night to find out. There was so much with that. But I think if Brock comes back and people close to him, they're swearing to me that Brock's intentions are not WWE's intentions. I had people in WWE that were straight up saying, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. They're, they're trying to make it happen. They want him back ASAP. But then people close to him are like, ah, ah, not so fast. I don't know who should win it. Who do you think should win it? Well, see, here's the thing is that you mentioned the fact that they had a lot of mileage that they could have gone that direction with Brock Lesnar as money in the bank and all of that. And I do agree that would have been a fantastic story to tell. Very simple and would have made sense. But here's the thing. The number one thing that people have been talking about in regards to the money in the bank is that it's such a fun concept. Right. But the problem is that the last couple of years, you necessarily haven't had a, a person that you can say like, oh, they really do have this chance to actually win here. I mean, I don't think we have to talk about the whole Otis thing. Like, we've already talked and been there and done that with that whole conversation. But that really is just like exhibit A of what uh, – they really kind of dropped the ball on that one there. And I really do think that with whoever they decide to actually win the money in the bank this year, they need to pick somebody that is going to bring significance, significance back to the money in the bank. And like you said, go with it. Use the mileage of this concept because it really is so fun. And it's such an yes. easy story to tell regardless. And I, I'm just going to throw some names out there. I would probably want a, uh, I think Damian Priest would be somebody that would yep. be great to have something like that. I think Lashley, Lashley mentioned hit when, when I said, if you had to face somebody at SummerSlam, not name Brock Lesnar, who would you say? He named off the entire roster. I mean, like Elias and Riker. So forget that shit. But the first name he said was Damian Priest. He said, somebody mentioned Damian Priest. And when I thought about it, I said, yeah, that makes sense. There you go. I mean, Continue it. Let's put it out there. Manifest it. I like this idea. Nikki Cross should win Money in the Bank. I, I think, I mean, yeah. If Why not? I, I would love that. Uh, Sexy Pheasant says Keith Lee and Sasha Banks is Money in the Bank winners. If Keith Lee was cleared, yeah. Sasha Banks, regardless, give me that. Yeah. 100%. Yep. JJ says these two will retire each other. I hope, I hope so. I hope Owens and Zayn's last matches are with together with each other uh i I would really really like that uh denise we we didn't have the standard like eight nine matches tonight what did you think about that it was a little weird because heading into like friday i did predictions right we only had four matches announced at that point we didn't even had these uh, we didn't even have these other matches announced just yet i didn't even do a prediction show because of that Oh, you did not? No, I did. I this is the first. Her. I was, and then four matches are set, and I'm like, okay, I'm not doing a three minute prediction video. Okay, well, and we, well, anyways, but like, it, it, yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. So there you go. Like, think about that. Think about that, really, because if you, you know, you obviously your WWE, you want people talking about your show, but when you only got four matches announced, and you're like, well, I'm not going to do a prediction show because this would be a three minute prediction show. Bam, that's already somebody not talking about the pay per view. So think about that, and you don't want that heading into your pay per view. You want to have like a bunch of matches that people are like. Oh, yeah, like, I can't wait for this match. I can't wait for that match. But there was only four, like, 1 p.m. on Friday. 
Well, you know what, guys? They shaved off a couple of matches. And if you want to shave off your pubes, check out manscaped.com and use that code FIGHTFUL. Manscaped.com, code FIGHTFUL. Look at Denise. Look at her. It's time to bundle up with that Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside that package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their Weed Whacker Ear Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. And the most important thing, Denise, it's all completely legal. It's all legal. Whether your start time is 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., it doesn't matter. Because that lawnmower 4.0 has a 4,000K LED spotlight. So if you're getting started a little bit later, Denise, you can use that spotlight. You can turn it on or off and be able to see what you're doing. It's waterproof, too. In the shower, out in the wild, chest pubes, all the way down to your nuts. The lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof. uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't have to worry about going through all that mesh, that cell. I don't have my flag here. Hold on, Denise, hold on one second. Talk, talk about pubes. Oh, well, you know what? I uh, I think that you should not have hairy balls because that's just kind of gross, so they should be nice and smooth so you can see the perfect shape. And <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> smooth balls for the win. Sami Zayn won. So we say, ole, 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 shave your pubes. There you go, guys. Ole, 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 ole. Manscaped.com, code FIGHTFUL. Sean, what? I I have a better rhyme for you. It's ole, 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 shave your pubes away. In, in honor of WWE shaving off about 20% of their, their matches, we are giving you 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. And we're going to give you 100% off your pubes if you want, because you know what? It's got a great guard on there. That way you can choose how long they are. Manscaped.com, code FIGHTFUL. Were we literally just fighting for to 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 talk about balls? I kind of felt like we had a yeah. war here. Yeah, I was of course. Sean, I need to get my moment in. You do. You got you, you got to get your shit in. Here in the spot here, you know. You got to get your shit in, Denise. I I admire that. I I respect it. I really do. Thank you. Rhea and Charlotte got their shit in, but they also got a DQ in. Hmm. Oh man, it's time to talk about this. All right, cool. Let's do it. Well, I like the match. I th- they have wonderful chemistry. The only complaint I have is when Charlotte did that really badass, like hanging uh, straight ankle lock over the ropes and Rhea sold the leg. She immediately followed it up with one of the most beautiful missile drop kicks I've ever seen in my life so that she wasn't really selling the leg there. But other than that, I thought this match ruled. Ripley on that, that superplex, I was like, eh. And then when they slowed it down, like, she almost the way that she let through that suplex superplex, it looked like she was going to land high on her neck. But when you slow it down and see all oh, she, she corrected so well and was able to bump flat. It was so good. And then she still did the role. Uh, I loved Rhea Ripley getting out of the figure eight by dragging herself out of the ring because 
the rope break just causes the count. Once they're outside, there, there's really not much of a count besides the, the 10 count. And then Rhea Ripley causes a DQ, a very lame DQ. They should have done something way worse than this, Denise. What you do, just hit her with the top of the table? Dude, okay, so when that happened, I was like, I wasn't expecting it to be a DQ, so it kind of just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, are you serious? Like, this is it. This is done. We're done here? All right, cool. Um, I liked this match, obviously, but I do have to say that I think it was really Charlotte, for me, in my opinion, that made this match as good as it was. Like, there was a moment uh, where she did a backbreaker on Rhea Ripley and then literally just, like, smashed her face onto the turnbuckle. Like, that one little moment was just one of many that I really enjoyed throughout this entire match. But I just kind of felt that she brought the fire. She really brought who she was. And that was the one thing that I will say kind of hurt this match for me is that one of the big topics that, you know, we've been talking about in our Raw Post show and all of that is the character of Rhea Ripley, whether with we that we were talking about the fact that certain weeks she's a heel, certain weeks she's a baby face. And so when you go into this match and she's sort of this tweener, I kind of felt that she wasn't bringing who she was supposed to be uh, heavy on in this match. So like with Charlotte, she goes in there and you know who she is. She You know what she's all about. I didn't feel that way for on Rhea Ripley's end. I think that if her character, whether she was coming in this as a heel as well, or if she was coming in as a baby face as well, I think whatever it is that she was supposed to be could have been portrayed a lot larger than life in this match, just to kind of elevate this match uh, a lot further. And then even afterwards with this DQ finish, essentially, you know, her intentionally getting herself to qualified to retain the title i thought all right well if the bright side of yeah. this is anything it's the fact that now for sure we know that rhea ripley is indeed a heel because that is that is definitely a heel tactic so i don't know i don't i don't I think, think so. it is i think I it think is so. Sean. so tomorrow i don't want to see rhea ripley hold as on. a baby face hold on you think that wwe is like within their their conscious mind conscious mind saying they don't know how to book baby faces denise they Sean, think it's a baby face thing how is and that a baby face thing she they, got I, it's not that's the point it's not but yeah, they think it is that's they, what I'm saying. i know but they think it is and we we got into the spot where they just fight each other over and over again. I also loved Charlotte not kicking out of the riptide. She got her foot on the ropes. But then we saw one after the match as well. I do think they're going, as I mentioned, Peter Griffin versus the chicken, where they just they can't stop fighting each other. I thought Charlotte was going to win this. I expect Becky Lynch to come back in about a month. I think that not me reporting anything. I expect. I think that Becky Lynch and Charlotte will probably be the SummerSlam program. That's that's what I'm expecting, but uh, poor Rhea, poor Rhea. I mean, I think that Rhea and Be- Becky would be a, a super awesome program, but they should have Rhea run through people. Rhea should have mowed people down as a heel, Denise, until Becky came back. See, they might have enough time like if you said you you expect the whole one month thing okay you know from now until SummerSlam we got we got a while away to go I mean they could still do that like tomorrow after you know you can say like I just know they're going to keep circling back on this Charlotte thing. Like this to me feels like it's the beginning of the Rhea Ripley Charlotte situation so I don't see that ending but I think now is the time to actually start doing something 
not something with Rhea Ripley, but start doing it in a more proper way that can actually help her and build her up to be at least a dominant champion because she doesn't feel like a dominant champion right now. Brian F says Rhea Flair DQ was trash, but was it to set up SummerSlam? No, I think I think Becky's going to be involved in the the title picture at SummerSlam. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says Hell in a Cell met and exceeded my expectations, except for the Rhea and Charlotte finish. I didn't mind it that much. Their pay per view, their, I mean, they're getting paid an awful lot for TV right now. So you've got to balance those. They have to be on on the same level. Jamie Miles says that this match was a giant bowl of mat. I like the match. The finish, I can understand why people didn't like it. And Rob Reed says, I was more upset with Rhea getting DQ'd for the same move Randy Orton does every week than I was Alexa using hypnosis. It didn't make any sense, Denise. That's true. If you, I didn't even think about that. If you can use hypnosis in one, I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense. That should be technically a disqualification right there. You're using these supernatural forces to help you. Guys, use supernatural forces to send us super chats. We are poor. Brutality says... Pretty good show, but I didn't like the main event finish. Denise called it with the Rhea Flair video package. Uh, just had the final week with no cross. Well, explain that, Denise. I did. Okay, so on God, when was it? Okay, so the day on Monday when they had the bra, the pool apart, yeah. and all of that, I said I put on Twitter like when they recap this match at the pay per view. Don't mention anything about Nikki Cross or any of this, you know, beat the clock stuff. Just show the actual pull apart brawl. And they did just show the pull apart brawl. So I was like, look at, look at someone's reading my Twitter account. <laughs> Ken Shearer says, Weird House Stardom, a competent company, can have an on finish to a championship match and not have it ruin the match. Trips can choke on his PR. I think in the long run, this one might actually work. Because I just want them to go through with this story as I presented it to people who badly want to fight each other and can't stop fighting each other. CJ Dar says he thinks the next step should be Charlotte winning money in the bank. Has she ever won money in the bank? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or at least I, mean, I don't she, remember. Yeah, there's, there's a, she will eventually, I'm sure. But I, I, I don't think that would be a bad idea at all. I just think that she wins the title. Make Yourself 85, says the ad by Sean and Denise, is more entertaining than Raw. Low bar, my friend. And Brandon Charles Powell says, when Hell in a Cell doesn't give us lots of matches, you guys are the best. We're always the best. Thank you so much, though. Uh, Sexy Peasant says, Bailey is technically a SmackDown star. Technically, no, she is not. They did a complete redraft, and she was not a part of the last draft pool. So she is technically a free agent. I know what you're saying, you're, you're talking about how she got drafted years ago, and then she was a SmackDown star. She won the Raw title, yada, yada. But that that ended last year, and she was not included in the draft pool, so she is not a part of SmackDown. Ken asks if I'm just letting it play, ask him to let it play out. I am. I am. And Cyclops says, Becky's going to murder Rhea in the promo off. Oh, yeah. I fear for Rhea in those promos if that happens, Denise. That sucks. I feel really bad because that's not that's not the that's not what we thought was going to be happening with Rhea on the main roster whatsoever. And that's why you get her a freaking manager. Get her a manager. Oh, it's going to be bad. JL brings up a good point. A toast to the last WWE pay per view in an empty arena. Oh, so happy. We're doing this. I'm so happy. Look at Faustino with this huge super chat. Big thank you. 
So just when I thought I was out, both of your passion for the product is pulling me back in. I might watch Raw tomorrow. Well, I appreciate that. As I say, even if I don't like the show, I like reviewing the show. I I mean, I would I love reviewing WWE Raw, SmackDown, everything. Even if that show sucks, I love reviewing it. Big thank you for that monster super chat. Uh, we are poor. This happy uh, face is just for you. BTS yes, you. indeed. And then it's the main event. Oh, it's time. Okay, cool. Let's time for the main event. Last chance for Drew McIntyre. Hell in a Cell match. By the way, FightfulSelect.com broke today. This would be the main event. Bianca Bailey uh, leading things off. Denise, it is important for us to establish ahead of this. Everything was legal. Yes, I'm aware. Everything was legal. You I'm know aware. that everything is legal. Just everything, everything. Repeat after me. Everything's legal. Everything's legal. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure you know, our audience knows. Guys. Wait, what'd you say again, Sean? It's legal. And if if you listen to this show and you go, Sean, the joke's old. You're making me feel like a fucking idiot listening to this. Well, that's how many times they said it in in this Hell in a Cell match. And that's after they said it five times earlier. I thought the match was good. It was, um, there were a lot of swerves. There were times where I was like, has Drew, the character, learned anything over the last few months? But ultimately, the same things that cost Drew his match at WrestleMania, to a more accelerated degree, cost him this match. MVP repeatedly got involved. He pulled the ref out. I thought that was that was cool if you're going to go that route. You didn't have a lot of the ref getting buried. And if, uh, before this, if, if you don't know what that means, like one of, one of like the unwritten rules of wrestling, if you're in the opening match of the night, you don't bury the ref. That means you don't make the ref look like an idiot in the first match, because then why would your audience respect that referee in match two through eight? There was not a lot of burying the ref on this show at all. And I thought that was very good agenting, very good producing, uh, very good by everybody who set that up. Because then tonight, there was a lot of it. There was a ref bump. The chair fell on Chad Patton's face even after the bump. That was gross. Um, The ref got pulled out. There was MVP holding Drew McIntyre's leg. A lot of that. The match, the body of the match itself, Drew's pin didn't get counted. There were some big spots, some big table spots. What did you think of this match? See, I love this match, but unfortunately, things went downhill. So here's the things that I do have to mention. So I love when uh, when Drew McIntyre suplexed Bobby Lashley literally from like one corner of the ring to the other end of the ring. I love when he grabbed Bobby Lashley's face and was just like smashing it up against the cell wall. Like literally anytime you were seeing Drew McIntyre manhandle Bobby Lashley, I was, and that was like a majority of this match. I was completely, completely into this. However, there was one one spot that I didn't like and it was actually like the slingshot because he did it on Drew did it to Bobby Lashley onto the chair but didn't even land on the chair whatsoever so the camera angle was just really poor during that moment there was a lot of that there was a lot of bad camera angles I even there were people that were messaging me saying they're they're showing them missing strikes we complain about the zooms all the time use them when you need them but they 
it's like they they picked the one time to not use them when they probably did need them, and I think they maybe thought the the cell would obscure some of it. To your point about some of the ma- the stuff with weapons, my favorite spot was MVP wedging in uh, Drew with the kendo stick in the corner. My least favorite spot was the stairs against Drew's face up against the wall because any preschooler that is sitting there with their blocks and they're like, oh, this circle block goes in this <laughs> this thing. They know how that works. They see it. Like there's not, not even an illusion. There's nothing there. We know better, Denise. Other than that, like there were some minor qualms, but overall – I thought if you're going to do all the distraction, ref bump bullshit, I thought they did it really well. Yeah, and I'm not that big of a fan, obviously, of having, like, you know, MVP having to come in and, you know, be part of this. I wasn't crazy about all of that. You know, Once the referee got knocked out, you knew the direction that they were heading in with all of this. And I just got to say, I really, really hated that finish, though, because I was I, I was on such a high for this match. Like, even though there were sort of, like, there were, like we mentioned, you know, some of the spots that were essentially not that, you know, just the camera angles weren't that great, right? But even then, I was so into this match that it didn't even take me out of it. And I really didn't care who won, if it was Lashley or Drew McIntyre. At this point, I didn't care. I was just really enjoying the match. But then when they did, you know, just the finish and everything, I did not like that. It was just kind of like, how how dare you do this? How dare you close it off like that when you are literally putting some really good stuff out here and then kind of just ruin it like that? I did not care for that whatsoever. We have a lot of super chats about this match. Keep on getting them in, my friends. I really appreciate it. Uh, we have Mike saying Lashley's the freaking man. Deal with it, Denise. Hey, <laughs> and, I have a problem with Lashley. Bezos says, Drew didn't know it was all legal. Where was his sword? He should have brought his sword. Go. We had another super chat about that, about that as well. Um, Valab says, the show had some fruity finishes and a couple of roll-ups, so I wrote, rated a fruit roll-up out of five. I don't like a schoolboy roll-up pin at all winning a match like that. Cyclops says, hope Drew doesn't cry till he gets a rematch again. And then Jesse says, can't wait till the mass wrestler Scottish psychopath shows up tomorrow on Raw. I think you gotta move on. You gotta move on. Please what, move on. Yeah, this were is Were any on. of these matches not rematches? Maybe um, maybe Shayna and Alexa. That, yeah, just Shayna and Alexa. Obviously, just, just, sorry, Shayna and Alexa. Cesaro Rollins, obviously, rematch. Bianca Bailey, seen it. Yeah, it was really just that one. Boy. Wow. Oh, boy. Rage Like says, no mention of Kofi pinning Bobby or DQ ending Drew and Kofi the first time. They always show you weekly TV doesn't matter with those promo packages. I'm okay with Kofi not being involved in that that because he wasn't in the match. He wasn't in the match, so why include him in the video package? I'm okay with that. I agree. Yeah. Asian Joe says, Well, that was a show of repeats, roll-ups, and a ridiculous DQ call. I also I guess this means Drew is now the favorite to win money in the bank. Ooh, that would be interesting. Does that mean he's a I don't think he's a favorite to win, though. Yeah. Is he though? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind it because obviously we know he's going to have to get back up there into that title picture once again. The question is, how are they going to go about it? Yeah, man, I just know they'll probably do that just so he can do it again. And then Drew and Bobby at SummerSlam. No. <laughs> Stop. Oh, uh. man. Well, then you know what? 
redo something like this. Give me a good match and fix the engine. And you know what? I won't complain. I, I promise I won't complain. We had another super chat uh, from uh, Valab about uh, talking about the sword. But Anthony says, what a nothing show. Are we going to see another match between McIntyre and Lashley? Because Lashley held the tights. Now, nah, who gives a shit? It's all legal. It was all legal. De- Dalen says, Sean, great job with your interview with Lashley. Hi, Denise. I, the Lashley interview was one of my favorite interviews I did. We talked a lot of MMA. He said he's been in uh, contact with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. We talked about the Hurt Business. We talked about Vince McMahon trying to wrestle him. All kinds of stuff. It was so much fun. Uh, so glad we made that happen. Rage Lack says, what a nothing pay-per-view. Watch with friends don't watch who don't watch. And the show killed our mood with those last two endings. Wish no. Ray and Roman was the main. Ray getting yeeted into the cage would have been a way better ending. Well, yeah, for sure. That would have been a very cool visual. <laughs> <sighs> Havari says tonight would have been better if Heath randomly showed up begging for a job because it was Heath because of his kids and it's Father's Day. He's dealing with a knee injury. He signed to Impact Wrestling, I believe. So that's probably why. Uh, JJ says Lashley uh, and or Lashley Drew and Lashley as champ was better done in TNA six years ago. Yeah, it was. The matches were pretty good this this go around as well though. And Joel Pearl says that he is poor and you all should hire him. But Brandon Charles Powell says, I guess Lashley stole one, too. It's all legal, Denise. You can argue the same thing. There you go. It's all legal, Denise. And we are back here tomorrow night. WWE Monday Night Raw. But tell the people what you're up to, what you got going on, Denise. All righty, guys. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. There is something new going on in my life every single day, and I literally tweet about it because I'm Twitter addicted, so you can uh, definitely go there. And then uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I got lots of videos going up there as well, so please make sure to check out that channel. And then, yeah, make sure you check those out. Guys, slap a thumbs up on this video, why don't you? I interviewed Bobby Lashley this past week. We're bringing you interviews all the time. So many cool, fun interviews that we got going on. Uh, who else did I interview this week? Maria Kanellis. That was such an introspective talk. She talks about uh, HR and WWE, how she would change things, a lot of cool stuff like that. Tuesday, I have an in-person interview with Thunder Rosa, that I filmed in Jacksonville that was a whole lot of fun. I interviewed Jody Threat last week, and if you're saying, who's Jody Threat? Watch that interview and find out. There's a reason Trish Stratus called on her to train with her before her retirement match. I interviewed Kyle O'Reilly last week. It's a good time. Then we got NXT, AEW reviews. We're here next Saturday for AEW. Hot diggity dog. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.